How's it going, guys? I'm your co-host, Blake French. And I'm your co-host, Michael Garcia. And welcome to the inaugural episode of the Get in the Box podcast. It is Modern Sports Media's first and only baseball podcast. So we want to start off by giving you guys a little bit of information about ourselves. You guys know me a little bit from the Nothing But Nuts show. And in case you haven't found out yet, I'm a huge Yankees fan. And I am new here, so I, uh, you guys don't know, but I'm a Red Sox fan. Yeah, this is a, this is going to be an interesting season, okay. doing a, a show with a, an enemy. A little bit, a little bit. Uh, as we get close to, obviously, October, it should be yeah. more of a fun conversation. <laughs> it depends on how you want to regard fun. Now let's talk about the AL East a little bit here. The teams that were supposed to have 100-plus wins this season are not doing so hot. While the team with a very low budget is doing pretty well. Not only are they doing well, they're the only team in the AL East right now with above a 500 win percentage. Oh, God. Thankfully, we're saying this in April and yeah. not later on in the season. Yeah. But we do have to give the Rays their props. They do. Last year, they barely missed making the wild card game. True. With the Yankees and Red Sox in it. Mm-hmm. With two teams, two juggernauts in this division. The Rays, since honestly I've been watching baseball, they were a joke at first. And then they just find a way to win, paying a total of maybe $10 million players. Under-exaggerating. Whatever. I know. But the Rays' style of baseball is always so different from the rest of baseball. Last year was the opener. And this year, I'm really not sure what it is. Do you see any difference in the team this year? 100%. They're they're thriving on the base path. They are 14 for 14 on steals, which is kind of unheard of right now, especially with, you know, how baseball is nowadays. Mm -hmm. Uh, We saw a little bit with the Red Sox last season with how, you know, Mookie Betts, I would love to see him when he would steal second and there'd be no one covering third, and he would just go for third. Yeah, that it's you know it doesn't it's just not seen so much nowadays. Um, but you know, the whole AL East is kind of upside down right now. It just it doesn't make a hundred percent sense why. Mm-hmm. But it's the beginning of the season, so a lot can happen. Yeah. Now I don't want to make an excuse, but I will say that we have so many players injured. Of our starting of our best nine last year. Hitters and position players-wise, four of them are gone right now. That's very true. We had Didi get hurt in the Boston series last year. We had Aaron Hicks, who's always hurt, get hurt like two days after he signs a contract extension. Giancarlo Stanton hurts his bicep, swinging at junk. And then Miguel Andujar has a torn labrum. Which, by the way, could possibly be a season-ending injury. Yeah, he was throwing, he was playing cash today, and I'm really not sure how I feel about this. I want him back, but I don't want him to rush back, play hurt, suck, and then affect him next year again. Yeah. It's, we're in a very weird spot. And then the guy we signed to help with all this, Troy Tlewiski's hurt. And it's like, okay, maybe if we can't hit, we can pitch. No. CeCe's hurt. Yeah. Sevy's hurt. Oh, maybe if we have a lead late in the game, we can close out with our great bullpen. As we saw against the Astros, no. And we have no Dylan Batances. Sure. Granted, we should have won a majority of these games. I'm not trying to make that excuse. We had, we have to win these games. We have to have to win these games. But I would a lot, 
I'd much rather prefer to be hurt and losing than to be fully healthy like a certain team and losing. And that certain team, of course, would be the Red Sox right now. And I, yeah. and I, I understand. I understand where you're coming from. Chris Sale is not starting the way he wanted to. He's 0-3 with a 9.0 ERA, which Yeesh. is a little little much. And there's 13 innings of pitched, um, which was kind of weird also. He came out only throwing 89 miles an hour in his second start, which something doesn't seem right there. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to use it as an excuse so much, but he didn't pitch so much in spring training. Which could have made a little bit of a difference yeah. on his start. To Alex Cora was talking about that when they yeah. asked him what's going on with his starters. He's like, right. well, when you pitch into October, it was sort of like a humble brag. Yeah, we won the World Series. Oh, we didn't really throw them too much right. in spring training, which made sense. But you want to see something by the third start from these guys. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, they in their season opener, they did not so great. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, the Mariners just came off of coming, came off of uh, going to Japan mm-hmm. to see Ichiro in his last game, and they came back ready to play. While the Red Sox obviously didn't, um, which the Mariners, I mean, they're they're killing the game right now. Um, they uh, they're eleven and two right now, and first really? in the AL West. So what happens when you play on the West Coast yeah. and you're getting overshadowed by a few teams? Eleven wins already? Yeah. Who, and didn't they just get rid of Edwin Diaz? Yep. Nelson Cruz. Yep. Robinson Cano. Yep. James Paxton this offseason? Yep. Yeah, it doesn't make sense why they would be doing so well, but uh, they're, they're, they have some smart batting moves here. I mean, they were swinging at a lot of strikes, mm-hmm. and they're crushing those strikes while they're not swinging at many balls. So, I mean, it's just smart baseball at this point. Yeah, it sounds like the simplest thing in the world. Hey, guys, don't swing at balls, only right. swing at strikes. But in this era of like pitchers, where you got relief pitchers throwing 95 plus, you got guys coming out of nowhere and just whap, whap, Chad. Or you got these guys coming in and throwing that with some secondary pitches, right. curveballs, yeah. changeups. Some of these sliders that batters are swinging at this year are like near hitting them, if not hitting them. Yeah. The Mariners, I, I would like to see this continue. They've always been an interesting team to me, and I, I have liked rooting for them, and I love their GM. Jerry flips everything. They're a very interesting team. I didn't think they'd have these power stats, though. Jay True. Bruce has seven. EE has five. Like, Tim Beckham. Tim He's Beckham, right let you guys up. Yeah. I mean, his average speaks for itself. I mean, it's, it's, it's up there. Yeah, it's, he's batting 400 still. Yeah. With D. Gordon. Yeah. That's, yeah. a, that's a scary, scary top of the lineup when if they continue to hit like this. Right. That's the thing. I mean, is will they continue on or will they start to slow down as other teams fire back? I mean, that's the real question. Yeah. So when we look at this lineup, you got D Gordon, who's always consistent. Tim Beckham, who's always been like, are you taking the next step or are you not? Mitch Hanniger's good. Kyle Seeger's hurt. And then you got E.E. E. and Jay Bruce, who sort of bail out for power, especially right. nowadays. So that lineup can either look really, really long and Ryan Healy, or it could be like, all right, we got to worry about three guys today. Right. Yeah, I mean, the way I see it right now, honestly, though, is the Mets last season started out with 11-1 season, Mm -hmm. so season opener, and um, they finished 66-84. and So, honestly, it. it just, it doesn't really phase me so much that they're doing so well right now. It's great for them, and 
props to them. They're doing amazing work right now. But if they can hold it on to, let's say, August, mm-hmm. then I'll start being a little more serious. Yeah, that's a thing. Is this team, I feel like, another component for them and their fans is getting off to this hot start is really key for their fans because they have so many candidates that come that trade deadline, teams are looking to like revamp or to bulk up their lineup. A lot of players we just named, I can see some of these top tier teams going for me. Like, right. hey, we'll send you some prospects. Right now, if they start to slump, I see that happening. If they stay hot, I, it'd be really, really interesting to me to see if they if they buy. Yeah. At the uh, at the deadline. Yeah. Which I think if you told a Mariners fan that three four weeks ago you guys will be buying. At the trade deadline, they'd say sign me up. To the oh, even today, they'd say sign me up yeah. because you don't see it. No team that will most likely be buying at the trade deadline and also playing out west. The back-to-back losers of the World Series, yeah. Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah, the Dodgers are they're also doing really well right now. I mean, they you know Kershaw just pitched six strong innings in his rehab game. He's mm-hmm. ready to come back. Um, Rich Hill is looking good, and he's going to throw. He will be throwing a simulated game soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only downside is that Russell Martin just went on the 10-day DL with a lower back inflammation. But, I mean, he was battling He was batting 333, um, you know, before he went on the 10-day DL. Yeah, and it's, I think that would be a lot worse of an injury if they didn't have Austin Barnes. Right, exactly. They are Their catcher position is looking really nice. Russell Martin is not what he was before right. with the bat. But no matter what, behind the play, you know what you're getting. He's, he's going to call a great game. Yep. He's going to supply the defense, and he's going to be a spark plug. Whether it's you guys aren't hitting so well or pitching so well, he's a veteran that's been there, as we saw with the Blues Jays teams. Unfortunately, they didn't make it. Right. But he's experienced it, and he knows, hey, as this whole team does, just because it's April, don't start slacking. And I think those two World Series losses is the reason why they're doing this. It's last year they started off slow. And then they have to get hot to catch up. Cody Bellinger might, is going for MVP. Yeah. He's, if he keeps uh, this up, he's going for that MVP. I agree. Uh, he's, he's killing the game right now. Um, the, I think the Dodgers have a chance of you know, pulling this off. And I think they have a very good chance of going very far. It's just a matter of if they do make it that far, will they win it all? Or will they you know, have another upset like the past two seasons? I... I wish I could give you an answer. I really don't know. But I think a lot of it's going to rely on health. You have Clayton Kershaw, who's been hurt almost every year for the past four years. Yep. Rich Hill is 39, 40 years old. And as we see every year, his body starts to break down. Ryu, same thing. Yep. Corey Seager's just coming back off an injury. Yeah. But I think, I, I think Walker Buehler is one of the most important and vital parts to this team. Because as we saw last year, post-All-Star break, he's an ace. He is. He is an ace. Yeah, and, and the Dodgers have a really good offense, too. They, I mean, they have Cody, Cody Bellinger, um, phenomenal player. He's, he's hitting really well right now. I love that swing. It's so nice. That lefty just uppercut, just yep. nice and beautiful. Smooth. Yeah, it looks really nice. You got JT, who's a constant pro's pro. Yep. A healthy Corey Seager. If Max Muncy can... Reproduce what he just did. Yeah. Jesus, man. Yeah, the Dodgers have a, a good season ahead of them. I think. Yeah, you don't you don't win back to back World Series without it. Yeah. Now, I do unfortunately want to talk about a player that they lost. 
one of my favorite players, if not my favorite player in the league, Yasiel Puig. We saw this week he got suspended for two games. He did. Getting into a fight with yep. uh, Chris Archer. Yep. All because Chris Archer messed up and left the ball in the middle of the plate. Derek Dietrich said, okay, boom. Yep. Stared at it. If you hit a ball 440 feet, you should be allowed to stare at it. I would have to agree. I would have to agree. I mean, and, you know, bat flips are just part of the game. This point, yeah. If you don't it's, like them, sorry, turn your TV off. So are stairs. It's just, you know, stare downs are, you know, these are two parts of the game that people either love or hate. Um, I mean, just just look at Bryce Harper, right? He he went against his former team, and you know he wasn't the first you know uh, game. First of all, he got mowed down by yeah, Mad Max. Yep, and people were not loving him so much. Boo! Uh, yeah, yeah. He heard those boos, and oh, yeah. it you saw it like it was building up inside of him. Yeah, no, for sure. And he came out though, and he smashed a bomb, and he had a majestic. Majestic <laughs> bath flip with that bomb. Oh, yeah. And the best part was he hit it right into the Phillies fans. Yep. Like, those fans were waiting all day yeah. to give him the rejoice, to give him the cheers. He puts it right there. And Bryce Harper, we've seen this. I mean, what, there's not many other players that we've known since age 16. Right. No one else is on the cover of Sports Illustrated at 16. Yeah. He went 1-1. Bryce Harper, what, what you paid for is... The face of baseball, not the best player, the face of baseball, one of the most exciting, if not most exciting players, and when he's healthy, he's a legitimate stud, yeah. and I love the bat flips. Yeah. I love bat flips. I love that all these Hispanic players brought into the game, and at first you have people, no, this is bad for the game, you're trying to show it up, no, they're trying to have fun, and yeah. what I thought was weird was that Chris Archer had an issue with bat flips. Yeah. He's the guy that when he strikes you out, he, he shimmies, he dances. I saw Pitching Ninja on Twitter. He posted him running backwards off the mound like a moonwalk. So why can you stare at me and do this to me, but you can't take it back? I mean, a lot of players, just like fans, again, either love or hate bad flips. Uh, you know, certain pitchers just don't agree with the bad flip. I mean... Not only even the bathroom, just the stare down too. Yeah, that, that's a little more of like a like a. I don't. I almost want to call it like a hate. <laughs> uh, it's you know I think the stare down is more for um, a player who is doesn't really get along with this pitcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a Yasiel Puig, Madison Bumgarner right. situation. Exactly, exactly. And uh, and they're just kind of showing it in spite that oh yeah I hit I hit off you I hit a bomb off you you know like yeah. this is payback for what you did to me last time mm-hmm. it, it's a it's a feud yeah it's like I remember when you looked at me a little side eye right. when uh, you got a call on the plate or right. when I whiffed but you let one hang right I let it bang I'm gonna let you know while a bad flip is more of like you know they just hit a bomb and they just want to show it off to the fans a little bit. They want to give the fans a little show as if, you know, Bryce Harper and again. Like, the bat's hot. You yeah. want it out of your hands. You want to give it a little twirl. Yeah. I have no issues with it. Now, we were talking about this in pre-production as we were getting ready for all the topics. The Jose Batista bat flip. You said you didn't like that. Which... I, did, I did not like that. Um, Jose Batista, he... I, I don't like him as a player. Okay. Um, his bat flip was a little much. Bryce Harper kind of does his his bat flip with like you know he flips it a little bit here and there it's mm-hmm. cool but Jose Bautista just grabs the bat and just throws it. Now, do you think the situation 
is is what allowed it. Because I think if it's a yeah. regular season game and he does that, no, you're right. just trying to be that right. big of a like you're just trying to be you're trying to have a big head. But the fact that it was a playoff situation, like I think if a player did that in a regular season game, I don't care if it's Yankees, Red Sox, yeah, I don't care who it is. Either you're getting beaten the next time around, or whoever's up next is catching one in the ribs. Which I I'm not a big fan right. of throwing it people but i understand it in the game right i mean i do think it was an adrenaline move um it was the heat of the moment and i understand why he did it Mm -hmm. um but again like i don't know i think it would he would have the same reaction if he didn't bath with the bat he would have just what if he just stared down the ball and just walked away you know it would have been the same like a silent assassin sort of style there's a lot of players out there that i can't see bat flipping Aaron Judge be, is one of them. Yeah, exactly. He has a lot of bombs, but he doesn't bat flip. It's just yeah. he just walks. You know, he's like, oh, I'm cool. I, I hit the ball. Like, you know, that's what it is. Yeah, I understand um, it, but I personally like bat flips. You sound like you're not completely against them. It's more situation and the stare down is what you're more right. Exactly. Don't don't stare at me. Yeah, you you like you made me turn my cap around. Stop staring at me. Right. Show some respect for me that you know I, <laughs> you know, it, you hit a bomb off me. Congratulations. I'll give you props, but you know. Don't stare at me. Yeah, no, I, I would agree Don't with disrespect that. me for doing my thing. <laughs> um, but, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, uh, bat flips and walk down and, and, um, and stare-offs, whatever, whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. they just, I don't know, they either don't agree with somebody or they do. And it's the same thing for a pitcher. You know, either they just shake it off or they don't. If they don't shake it off. Now, on this episode so far, we've talked about Two teams that seem to be overachieving, one team that's doing right about what they're supposed to be doing, and two teams that are massively underachieving. Do you think, from the preseason hype, there's a team that we definitely shouldn't trust as fans? And do you think that there's a team right now that maybe isn't doing so well or is doing so well? Do you say, no, we have to go ahead and trust this team as well? The way I look at this is, and this may be weird coming from a Red Sox fan, but... I think the Red Sox are going to come back. Of course. I, as much as I, I don't want to say the Red Sox, you know, they just had, seems like, an unbelievably slow start that I can't explain, and not many of the fans or commentators can explain either. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it seems like everyone, they're in just a slump right now. One one part of the team's not doing well, so the rest of the team's not going to do well. Mm-hmm. But when one team is grooving, the other team's going to start grooving too. Uh, you know, starting with Chris Sale and you know, going 0-3, he's usually, last season, he was the star pitcher. He was really good. Yeah. But, you know, it just, with him starting so poorly, the rest of the team is just obviously not going to have his back as much as, you know, last season. Yeah, I think when your two stars just aren't producing, it either tries to make people do too much right. and step a little bit out of their role and yeah. then underproduce, or it's like, well, I mean, it's the beginning of the season, now, do you think there's a team that we definitely should not trust? For me personally, I don't want to believe in the Mariners. I don't want to believe in the Mariners for just the reason that people believed last season in the Mets. Hmm. And they said that they're going to do so well. They're going to you know go all the way. And they started out the same way that the Mariners are starting out this season. Mm-hmm. You know, They came out you know just swinging. They came out knowing what they were going to do, and they came out hot. But... You know, let's give it a few months, and you know if they, like I said, if they do, if they're continuing to do really well, I'll give it to them. Great, but for right now, I just don't believe that they're truly 
the best of the best, especially in their division. Yeah, that division is really, really tough. So, you touched on this team a little bit. The Mets, I wanted to go with them as a team to not trust, but I'm going to go to a different team in the division. Okay. Everyone's been really, really high on the Nats, and I don't necessarily understand it. Patrick Corbin had one good year. They just lost Bryce Harper. Trey Turner is down. Granted, I can speak about this now because it didn't happen preseason with the injury. But this team just, even with Bryce Harper, they never really did it for me. Mad Max is a dog. He is the best, if not the second best pitcher in baseball. But I do not trust the Nats. I don't think their lineup is good enough. I think they're relying too heavily on Juan Soto and Victor Robles to do it all year. Which I think that's a big thing too is it'd be different if they needed them to come up, like Robles at least, come up later in the year and provide a spark plug. But I think they're they're waiting way too much on them. And then I do think a team that people need to trust, I really think the Indians. Really? Yeah, I think not trust them necessarily come postseason, but trust them during the regular season. Granted, they should easily win their division. But I think that three-headed monster that they got up at the top of that uh, rotation, I think Bauer might win a Cy Young. Corey Kluber is always up there for Cy Young contention. Mike Clevenger is really underrated. Carl Carrasco, when he's healthy, I think also this team is going to hopefully make a trade because you can't just rely on Francisco Lindor and Jose Ramirez the whole year, as we've seen. Lindor's hurt. Yeah. I don't... This team's really interesting. That's the team that I think to trust. But it's also the team I want to watch the most, other than my team, to see, can you guys actually produce? Here's a question for you regarding your, your Indians pick. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the Indians picking up Hanley Ramirez again? Hanley Ramirez was DFA'd from the Red Sox last season, you know, Around the middle of the season, you mm-hmm. know, um, and the Red Sox are doing really well. Even with him on the team, they're doing really well. Granted, that month that they that they knocked him off, he was not doing so hot. He was mm-hmm. batting really bad. But what's your opinion on them picking him up, kind of, you know, off the list? I think it's a low risk, high reward move. Worst case, Hanley Ramirez goes and. That's like 240 or something. Gives you some dingers. And you're like, okay. That's sort of what we expected. Best case, Hanley Ramirez comes back and fills in Edwin Encarnacion's shoes. It's true. They need the power. And what we've seen from these first two weeks of baseball is Hanley's still got some pop. The question is, can it be pop all year? I don't know. But I think in that lineup... Once everyone's healthy, and that division's so bad, it's. I think it's a good pickup. I really hope it's a good pickup for them. I do like watching the Indians play. I think they're a good team. But Hanley, Hanley is going to be one of those like swing guys. He's one of the biggest X factors this year for like a, a stud team. I think he's going to do pretty well this season. Actually, he. Um, I think he's just he was just waiting for a second chance. I think. Mm-hmm. He did pretty poorly uh, during a, a certain course of last season, but I think he's going to do okay. But the only thing that worries me with his performance is his age. He's coming up; he's 
about 35, I believe. Uh-huh. And, you know, how much farther can you go with that? It's, you know, it's... I think he's coming on his, like, last, you know, string here. Yeah, and I think that's what they use him as, like, a stopgap or a band-aid. They're mm-hmm. not looking at Hanley Ramirez like, this is a cornerstone in our lineup or anything like that. It's more... Well, we hope you do good because right. we're not trying to spend money. But right, right, right. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. And that's going to wrap up our first episode of the Get in the Box podcast. We hope you enjoyed, and we look forward to the rest of the season. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Again, we hope to be interacting with you all year long. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel. We want to keep all this stuff coming to you, and your interaction is just important to us. Let us know via DMs, via our comments. Just let us know what you guys like, what you guys don't like, what you want to hear. And everybody, baseball's back. Best word in the world. Let's go.